It is Saturday night, another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Very good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. How was your week? Very interesting. Um, I, uh, I damn near got killed on several workouts. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Come on. The, la- the last one, especially on Friday, killed me. You're supposed um, to kill. You're supposed to kill the workouts. You're not supposed to get killed by the workouts. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Well, some, sometimes they're interchangeable. You know what I mean. So, what, um, which, what, what did you do on, on, on Friday? Then, um, I let's see. I we did like three sets of like three different exercises, and you had to do all three of them to for it to count as one set. So it was it was walking. Uh, planks, and then, uh, oh, God, what was the other one? Um, I, f- I forget the other one. Hold on, you say planks, like, okay, planks, like, you're on your stomach, but your stomach's not touching the floor, you're, like, kind of, like, uh, bouncing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. So, how did you do on that one? Um, I did quite well. They're hard, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are. I, I tried try doing them. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it depends on the day, but most times they yeah. go pretty well. Well, okay. Oh, oh so, I remember what the other one was. Oh. It was uh, pushing um, the uh, the Titan, which is like, you're, it's it's almost like a prowler, but um, it's like you're... Uh, you're holding on to two bars and you're pushing a sled full of weight. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, let's see, today, um, well, this week was a slow week because, uh, of course, it's Easter weekend. Um, But, okay, I was watching this show. I, I'm going to call it a TV show because whenever I see, like, seasons, like, whether it's one season or multiple seasons... It's right. a TV show, so this one is called Full Frontal Comedy. It's, it's like this special way about these comedians like Trish Lopez and all them. But these comics were not funny. Yeah, well, there's nothing worse than a comic that's not funny. No, I mean, they were terrible. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, you know, Mom and I had this conversation earlier, and I know you're not going to like me, and you're going to hit the mute button and whatever, Uh-oh. but we both agree that Jerry Seinfeld is not funny. Actually, you know, I, Jerry Seinfeld is not funny. Uh, yeah, I mean... He's you know, not. I've, I, see, I've seen his stand-up comedy, and it is, it, it, he's boring. I, I know, his delivery sucks. Are you surprised I didn't meet you? <laughs> yes, I am, because I know how much you like Seinfeld. I like the no. show, but uh, the comedian is boring. Yeah, but even my mom was like, you know, I like certain characters in the show, but overall I never found uh, Jerry Seinfeld himself to be funny. Nope. And uh, speaking of comedians, we lost Gilbert Gottfried. Yes, that was uh, that was extremely uh, sad and surprising to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the story was. I didn't really catch it. I don't know if uh, we figured out what the cause of death was. Um, I believe he was only 67. 
Um, which isn't that old in, in today's day and time. No. Um, but, um, yeah, I, my favorite movies of his were, uh, Problem Child, uh, 1 and 2. I, I always found that they were really funny. Yeah, um, he also had a part in, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, yeah. the, sec the second one, actually. Yeah, it wasn't only, like, a five-minute bit, but it was, like, really funny. Okay. Yeah, he he was like working in a, in an office and like uh, Eddie Murphy like walks in and like he's like suppose I have something in this hand and I don't know why I slip it to you and you forget all about what's on in this hand. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love that scene. Okay, so Ben. Yeah. So Gilbert Gottfried died in Manhattan from ventricular. Uh, tachycardia complicated by type 2 myotonic dys dystrophy. I don't know what any of that means. Let's see. Ventricular is a ventricular tachycardia or VTAC is a fast heart rate arising from the lower chambers of the heart. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always really enjoyed Gilbert Gottfried. Yep, especially his stand-up comedy. His stand-up comedy is funny. Oh my God! Yes. Because, because when I when I was uh, when I was growing up, Sunday mornings, you're a kid, you're sleeping on Sunday morning. I used to wake up at six a.m. to listen to the Sunday funnies. God, yes, Elio was a bit weird, ladies and gentlemen. But in his defense. <laughs> Uh, in his defense, we did not have DVR capabilities back then. No, we did not. Well, no, this no. was this was on radio, not even television. It was radio. Oh well, that makes it even even more pressing that you have to be on time for that. I suppose. Well, no, I just used to wake up because I used to know that it was on at that time. So, but um, when you see we get into this weekend wrestling. Absolutely. So first of all, we have our usual Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and Rampage shows. And we also have the right bracket matches for the AEW Best Themes Tournament, as well as Time War, where we will be going to 1983 for our Mid-South show, and USWA for our 1990 show. And we will kick, we will end things off with the wrestling roulette. Absolutely, let's get it going. All right, so Ben, we say we had to start with Monday Night Raw. Oh God! Well, <laughs> as I told, as I told Elio off the air, um, this is my Easter present to him because I typically do not do um, the Raw review anymore because I just can't fucking stomach it. But, being that I love my good brother, Elio Canella, and I am quite, uh, I am quite keen to stay in the, in the good graces of the father, um, I will take the bullet with, with a smile. So, we're, we're live from the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan, uh, this Thank week. Shout out to my brother. Exactly. He lives in Michigan. Well, he's in Dexter, Michigan. 
Is that close to Detroit? I, I don't know. I've never been to Michigan. It's uh, closer to Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's Michigan football territory. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so the show um, opens with what I would call one of the high points of the show. Um, believe it or not, because it was, it was a Miz TV segment, but uh, right? the, fact, the fact that Cody was on it. Ben, um, well, when was the last time we ever we gave Miss TV a high point? Well, this is this is the first time ever. I know, so, right? because uh, Miss TV is completely Miss for wolves. That's true. You did there, um, but um, so <clears throat> so the funny thing about this promo is that Cody was using terms that typically WWE has outlawed. You know how they have have terms right? that they said, always want he, you to use? He said wrestler and belt and Miz kept correcting them. It's superstar. It's called championship. Belts are what hold your pads up. And that part was funny. I, you know, I'll be perfectly honest with you folks, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on the show before, um, but I... You know, in terms of in terms of character work, I think the Miz does a good job. He plays like a very a very good heel. You know, it, it's it's your job to as a heel to make the audience dislike you, and he and he plays the arrogant asshole heel very well. I'm telling uh, you right now, Ben. In 2024, Miz versus MJF. Oh God! Well, I'll be cheering for MJF to kill the Miz, um, not to get uber violent on Easter Eve. I'm sorry. Um, although I, I, fr- I freely confess I'm not a religious man, but nonetheless, I understand that some people are. Uh, but anyway, so I just, by and large, I don't find the Miz to be entertaining in the ring, but. In this kind, in this sort of situation, where he talks, I admit that he does his job very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, C- Cody did a, did a great job with this, and already um, two weeks into his return uh, to WWE, I am already hearing rumblings that Cody should be the one to take down Roman Reigns. Wow! Um, wow! What do you think uh, about that? Well, I'm not going to disagree because I think I think if they keep on this track, he could. However, I'm not convinced that Cody is going to stay as a top player in WWE, and that, and that's and that's not because that's that's not me saying that Cody is not a top player. It's because, in my opinion, he definitely is. Um, my only concern is, like, is Cody being sent to the top, or is this presentation simply because he is Vince's new toy that he stole back from um, AEW? So time will tell with that, but I think... I think Cody as a talent um, 
is very worthy of a top spot. And um, I don't, I don't know. There's certainly nobody else on the radar that could uh, possibly take him down. Because I don't, I don't want one of the old guard to do it. It has, it has to be an up and comer. And I'm just, I'm not sure um, if there's anybody on the roster that is even sniffing um, Roman Reigns territory or Roman Reigns territory. I'm sorry, but see that that's the problem because and and um, I guess we can we can talk about it uh, in in a little bit more detail on SmackDown because. That's where, you know, the uh, Bloodline had their segment uh, this week, this uh, past Friday, or well, yesterday, had, I should say. Then they have it on uh, both shows there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so they had segments um, with RK-Bro on both weeks. And to be honest with you, I did not find the one on... on uh, on SmackDown to be necessary at all, but that's just me. But we'll get into that more. But yeah, um, Cody was definitely a high point. And then um, the only other high point that I had, and I'm not sure if you're going to agree with me or not, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put this out there. The only other main event, the only other high point I had was the Street Profits versus the Ozos to determine um, who would uh, face um, the Usos for the undisputed tag team titles. So that was definitely a high point. But that was a good match. But the rest of it um, was just it felt like filler to me. Well, for me, I, I, I gave it one to Cody Rhodes and Miz and uh, Styles and Priest. The end of that match. Okay, the match didn't end because that was weird, but what they, they did with Damian Priest. I, I, you know, I like the fact that he's with Edge. And, um, and you know, this is an interesting new new territory for, for uh, Priest, so... You know, if I, I'm not, I'm not hating on this um, yet. So if um, I really do want them to um, like build a new brood, um, I think that would be really cool. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, like I was saying, like that, that, that kind of creeped me out when uh, when the blue light you know, was down on him and the, the close up on his face. I was like, okay, I'm uh, yeah. scared. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, usually I'm scared of WWE for all the wrong reasons. So <laughs> if they if they do it in a cool fashion uh, for Damian Priest, I'm all good with that. And uh, yeah, for no points, I I gave it to Veer and Dominic Mysterio. Like I'm just not seeing it with Veer, and I gave it to the VIP lounge. Okay, well, I I agree with those with those two. Those were definitely two of my low points. I would um, I would raise it with the twenty four seven title bullshit. I really oh, didn't oh, like oh, that. And fucking now we're gonna have two weddings uh, on Monday. Oh Christ! 
We know how wedding segments go. We understand. Shut the hell up. You know, the the only... The last wedding segment that I um, that I enjoyed was when Kane tombstone the priest. Um, but um, and then the other low point, Liv Morgan versus Naomi, and uh, and I know I know this is part of your segment, but that you mentioned earlier. But can we just mention? How terrible Bobby Lashley is at cutting promos. He can't cut promos yeah, for shit. He, he can't do. He's not good at promos. Look, I love Bobby Lashley as a as an in ring performer. I have always liked Bobby Lashley. I thought he, I thought he's always done really cool stuff when given the opportunity. Whether it be in WWE or Impact Wrestling, or even you know in an MMA cage, this dude is legit. You know, former military. I mean, outside of Brock Lesnar, I don't think there's anybody more legit, or as legit than Bobby Lashley. Having said that, though, this dude needs somebody to manage him, uh, and. You know, MVP was perfect for that, but at the same time, if they're going to go this route with Elmos, which I disagree with, then MVP is his guy, so... I already have the perfect person to manage Bobby Lashley. Who's that? LA Knight. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard this, but he, uh, LA Knight debuted as a manager in a dark segment prior to SmackDown. Oh, he's on SmackDown. I did not. I did not know that. Yeah, so I don't know if that's if that's where they're gonna go with it. Um, but I just, you know, he he can't cut a promo. For God's sake, it was it's physically painful. But it, it's 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 damn near as painful as his ass flex. Or the or the makeout sessions with Lana. Oh no. You know, but I just. And to your point, I really, I, I really don't see what they're doing with oh, Veer. Are you serious? What? No, oh, sorry, I'm, 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 look, I'm looking up. Uh, you, you said he, Ellen Knight, uh, was in a dark swing on this past Friday SmackDown. Right. <clears throat> oh boy, I, I is he a heel or a face? Because uh, the one dark match I'm seeing here is Mace defeated Eric. But yeah, because um, Mace is in a stable with, um, I think LA Knight now. Oh no! And they're gonna they're gonna build it with a few more people. I don't know what they're doing with that. I think um, I think they have to be careful because I think we're getting a little stable heavy across WWE because you have. Have the bloodline. You have you know the new brood, um, and you're gonna have this third um, third group over on SmackDown. So they gotta be really careful. But the one thing that I'm that I'm super super stoked about. Pardon me. I have the 
I had the hiccups. I had too much uh, cake and ice cream for my brother's birthday earlier this evening. P um, C exclusive. Oh, happy birthday to your brother. Uh, very nice of you. I shall relay the message. Um, but um, <clears throat> but it, it's it's very conf confusing to me because like for all the for all the the like the bullshit stuff that they do. Sometimes WWE can really come through with stuff that I've been streaming for. And I was so happy that not only did they merge the two titles at um, WrestleMania, but they're yeah. gonna they're gonna merge the tag team belts. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, I broke WWE's rule, the tag team championships. Yeah, uh, that, let's do the same with the women's as well. Can we please? Because because the way that um, WWE uses championships is disgusting, especially when you're talking about the mid card and tag team titles. Um, so yeah, not not the best raw. Um. But what I, what I have to say later on in the show might be surprise, a okay. surprise to you. So All right. um, not the best, but uh, not the worst. They have, I think they have some solid pieces that they could probably move around uh, to make Raw a better show. Now, will, will they do that? I highly doubt it. You know, because I think when I say they have solid pieces, Elio, and I promise you we're going to move on in just a minute, they've had solid pieces for a while, and yet they failed to uh, do anything about it um, to make the show better. But I'm hoping that with these moves, with consolidating championships, we can get some, some more... Um, Interesting matchups and, and less of the same rinse and repeat bullshit that we've had for an untold number of years. That's why I like this NXT, these NXT storylines. And uh, one of the a new one uh, started on Tuesday night. What's that? All right, uh, are we done with Rob? Yes, sir. All right, so on to NXT and all right. So. For high points, I have the North American Championship, Cameron Grimes defeating Solo Sokoa. And I also gave another high point to Dakota Kai versus Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. As that well, surprises me. As well as the Tag Team Gauntlet, but I hate that they've renamed Pretty, de pretty Deadly. With uh, Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. Oh, God. And I'm just now reading this. And I... I... Yeah, I beg for forgiveness because I am I am listening to you. But sometimes when you do your own reports, I'm, I'm seeing if there's any news that I can leap break right, That's good because you, cause you, cause you break in and interrupt me with uh, interesting news. I'm like, oh, no. And just to... Uh, just since you're talking about name changes, oh no, uh, this seems like a good spot to drop this. Uh oh, but Casey Kenzer and Kaylee Ray are undergoing name changes soon, according to Mike Johnson, a PW Insider. What? 
After all this time what? on the fucking roster. Hold on, hold on. Casey Cannonzaro. This woman's been in AFC for the longest time, and they're just now changing her name? Yeah. What the fuck? And Kaylee Ray. Oh, the, like, the longest reigning NXT UK champion of all time. What? Do we, do, we have, do we have the names? Yes. Oh, we do. Okay. Go ahead. It <laughs> 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 can't be any worse than uh, dropping Austin's name and just going with theory. <laughs> we can't it. I don't, I don't know. Let me, let me drop these names and then you tell me. So, uh, Casey is now going to go by Katana Chance. What? We're, we're in hold Katie. on, hold on. You know what? Yeah. I'm not upset about that name because I can see it. Because I'm looking at her Wikipedia page right now. And her name is, yeah, her real name is Casey Kenanzaro. And I can see where they got Katana from. Okay. Because um, yeah. uh, they, they, it's, uh, they took the two le- first two letters of her first name and they just, uh, they just shortened uh, Katanzaro to Quintana. They, oh, took out, they took out the Z, the R, and the O from her Katanzaro and they shortened it to Katana. Oh, Jesus. I'm not interested, but anyway. Okay, no, tell me the uh, Keely Ray one. And Kaylee Ray's is even worse by a long shot because her name is now Alba Fire. Wait, what? What? Spell it. A L B A. The last name F Y R E. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host has removed his headphones. I am in no, danger. No. 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 What? No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let me Just because you. her real name is Kaylee Ray, what are you doing? I swear, you know what? Someone actually. I'm because there, there's a directive by Vince, according to news that recently broke, that he doesn't want um, performers using their real names or anything close to it. No. I actually uh, I read this comment on TikTok earlier today about name changes, okay? Someone because um, they were talking about Marcel Barthel and uh, like and no they were talking about Austin Theory dropping and they had him dropping the Austin from his name and going with Theory. Someone said they probably use a name generator. Well, they probably do at this point. I mean, Jesus Christ. But yeah. I mean, some of these names are so bad. Like I know these are Easter eggs that we do not want. My goodness. Oh, my God. So, for low points, I have the Joe Gacy Braun Breaker segment. I really, I don't understand this feed. Now, last week, they, uh, he kidnapped Rick Steiner. And he took uh, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I, ha- I happened to see that one. And this week, he burns the Hall of Fame ring. I'm sure they gave him another one. Yeah, I'm sure they did. But I'm saying, like, so that that was one of my low points. Another one I had was Von Wagner versus Ickman Jero. 
That's a that's a very weird matchup. And this makes me this hurts me to say, but Zion Quinn's match this week was my low point only because he defeated Draco Anthony, and I'm still not getting it with this Draco Anthony character. Well, at least he lost. And uh, here's where the next storyline is. So Corey G uh, came out to the ring and was talking about her appearance at NXT and deliver how she's been dreaming about becoming the women's champion since she right. was since she was a little girl and uh, talking about some of her. Yeah, but meanwhile, meanwhile, NXT didn't exist. Jesus yeah. Christ. And talking about her, some of her idols uh, growing up. And Don't outcome, tell me she said Natalia. Out comes Natalia. Oh, jeez. And they have, they, they have a segment, and, uh, and, uh, Corey is fangirling out to, over, like, meeting her idol, and then, um, Natalia basically says, Corey is the future, but the future looks bleak, and then she slaps Corey and locks her in the sharpshooter. <laughs> I could not be any less interested in uh, Natalia in general. And if you want me to get interested in anything that Natalia is doing, I'm sorry. You're not. You're probably not going to pull that off. So apparently, just... uh, apparently, she's going to stick around NXT for a while because she said, "I'm putting all. I'm putting the NXT women's roster on notice." I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, you know why they're, you know why they're doing it, Elio. Even even though it makes it logically according to their directive, it doesn't make any sense, right? So they're they're shifting to to a younger you know roster on NXT, which I really don't understand. Well, I do because it's what they should be doing, but given how they're executing it, I don't like it if that makes sense, because, you know, you have all these young guns, and then you give titles to people like Dolph Ziggler, you're giving TV time to people like Natalia, and, and but I mean absolutely no disrespect, she's a veteran, you know, I, I, I get that, she does have the She's most, a boat. I, well, yes, well, uh, this is a boat I don't want to be on. You might want to... I might volunteer from that boat to hit an iceberg. I'm just saying. We might have to... Um, we might have to... Um, to reignite the uh, John Candy and Steve Martin... Um, uh, you know, little um, uh, what you, thumbnail that we use for the cover art. Um, if we're going to be talking about Boats and Natalia on this episode. Um, because, you know, it's just like, you know, you have, I, I don't know, I, I can't, I can't even talk. It's like, you're going young, you're going young. Let me, let me calm down so I can structure a sentence properly. But this entire directive from NXT is you're going younger because you want to build the next generation. Um, you know, why you couldn't accomplish that with the, um, with NXT black and gold, I don't know. Um, but that's an old argument and we're going to, we're going to move on for the sake of my blood pressure. Um, but, um, so you've, you've had champions such as Dolph Ziggler, you're now bringing in 
Natalia. Let's talk about Dolph Ziggler for a minute. Um, you know, you have him retain the belt at Stand and Deliver only to lose it on the following Monday Night Raw. I mean, you know, at the NXT title is bouncing around just as much as the TNT title over on AEW right now. It's, you know, what is what does it mean? You know, I, I, that's that's where I'm confused. If you're going young, why are you bringing in all these, um, you know, older talents? And I know what the answer is going to be, and it makes sense. So I don't know if I'm contradicting myself, but it's just like the whole NXT 2.0 thing confuses the fuck out of me because they're contradicting themselves on television. And and you're like, well, Ben, I thought you said you didn't watch NXT. I don't watch NXT. I don't sit down and watch NXT, but I always try to, you know, um, keep myself up to date with what's going on so I can talk about it intelligently on the podcast. I just don't have the patience to sit down and watch it because literally, literally I sit, I sit on, on, you know, the, the computer watching the, watching the highlights and I'm like, what the is going on? And I just want to throw my headphones every single time. Because NXT is a living contradiction in itself. I, I just, I apologize if that was a little bit rambly and maybe didn't make a lot of sense. It's just, as I'm, as I'm watching NXT, I'm trying to formulate words to, to articulate how I feel about this. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and I just, I'm like... Can we bring back uh, Black and Gold urgently? I mean, urgently, because the only guy that I see right now on, on NXT that interests me, legitimately, that guy is Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and, and that's it. Okay, so uh, that's all I have for NXT. Uh, now, Ben, are you familiar with uh, that uh, that uh, wrestler Roxy? Yes. She is in NXT. She made she her is. debut uh, this past Tuesday night on NXT Level Up. In her opening match, she defeated Sloane Jacobs. And now she's going by the name Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Red. No, Roxanne Perez. Oh Perez, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Okay, that's a little bit better. And then we had uh, Damon Kemp defeating Troy Donovan, and in the main event it was Tatum Paxley defeating Kiana James. I don't know. I don't okay, know well, any. any well, of I these. guess it makes sense that I didn't know a lot of those names because it's level up. So I'll give it a pass. Yeah. Uh, so that is all I have for NXT and NXT Level Up. Uh, ben, we're see we get into NXT AEW Dynamite. Um, well, we we can once I get, can we go to uh, can we go to commercial break? Because all right, fans, we'll be back shortly. All right, so that's all we have for NXT. Ben, we're see we get into AEW Dynamite. Okay. 
And, you know, by, by and large, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want this to get lost because we're going to do, because a little bit later on in this, um, in this review, we're going to be doing a kind of a deep dive into the, into the negatives of this show. But at the same time, for the first, I would say, I, for an hour and a half out of the two hours, this show was excellent. I don't want that to get lost. I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this show. Um, particularly, I'll give you my high points right now. They were CM Punk versus uh, Penta. And, you know, I really like Penta's presentation as Penta Obscuro minus Alex Abrantes. Please... You don't like his character presentation, no. Okay. I, right. I really don't. Um, because, the, see, the issue that I have is that he looks like he's going to go trick-or-treating with his children. You know, if, <laughs> if he has what? children. It's just a very uncompelling... Uh, you know, visual presentation. Now, I will give him a pass because he has pugs, and, you know, he's a pug parent just like me. All right. Um, so I'll give him that. But, um, yeah, the, the way that they're presenting him on TV, it looks like, it looks like an accountant gone to play dress-up on Halloween. <laughs> it, it's just not good. Um, and, uh, Elio, you're on mute. There you go. No, I know, I know, I muted myself. Okay, very good. I just, I wanted to make sure. Um, but, um, but other than that, this, this entire match was pretty good. Um, as was, uh, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon. Mm -hmm. Uh, that gets another high point, absolutely. Um, I'll give a low point to, um, to, to Sean Dean versus, um, versus, uh, uh the chairman, uh, Sean Spears. No, wasn't it MJF? I'm, I'm sorry. MJ, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, Ben? Why are why why are we seeing so much of the Shandine character lately? Where where's he been this whole time? I I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Um I'm not sure. No, no. Um I I like what they're trying to do with Wardlow, but it seems like we've seen the same segment three weeks in a row now. Yep. Uh with him beating the shit out of of security. Yep. So while I don't mind it, they need to um, they need to find a way to advance the storyline quickly because um, it's going to start getting stale very quickly if they don't. And, and, and can we stop with MGF calling him a pig? <laughs> uh, yes, um, I would. I would. I would like that. You know, we we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, MJF made a made a religious comment like he was gonna nail um, Wardlow to a cross like Jesus or something along those lines. Yep. Um, 
And then uh, AEW had another uh, had another snafu like that last night. Oh, you that never... is something. Well, um, yeah, I, I I can't believe they did this on the eve of Easter. Now I. Now, like I said, I'm not a religious person, so I'm not making the argument from a self-righteous um, standpoint. I'm not. Please, please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say, um, because, like I said, I'm not religious, and I'm not. I'm not standing in the pulpit here. Um, but um, I think we saw with um, Raven and uh, the Sandman back in the day, that uh, using religious iconography like that in, in wrestling is not a good idea. Um, and um, and last night on on uh, Rampage, um, uh, Adam Page and Adam Cole had a world title match. And in, in the course of that match, um... Adam Cole was wearing a uh, a crown of thorns made out of um, barbed wire that made him look like Jesus that was bestowed upon him by Adam Page. So I'm I'm not sure if that was the right move to make uh, two two days shy of Easter. Um, and, you know I, I mean I'm gonna go as far as to say. That um, that overall, uh, Tony Khan and AEW had their worst week um, since uh, since their inception. Because because yes, the majority of Dynamite was very good, um, but um, but some some of this stuff just was a straight up miss. Um, I gave you my two high points. Now I'll give you the low point. Um, Sky Blue versus Marina Shafir. Oh, and, man. And this is nothing against Sky Blue because I think she has a lot of potential. Okay? Now, this was... A, I want you to understand something, folks. This match was two minutes and 22 seconds long. Oh, wow. Okay. And and I I don't I don't I don't want to get loud or get upset here, but I want you guys to understand something. Okay, this match was two minutes and twenty two seconds long, and in that amount of time, I cannot count the number of mistakes that were made courtesy of Marina Shafir. You know, and and I I always say this. I'm not. I'm not trying to be an asshole here or anything. She does not belong in a professional wrestling ring. She sucked in NXT and she sucks here. Yep. I, I um. It um. I understand that she was in MMA. Um. But um. But so far, you know, she's not doing anything in professional wrestling. And um, this was just absolutely um, horrendous. Now uh, on Twitter, um, Elio, I know you're not—I know you're not active on Twitter, but there, there was a like a 42-second clip of an exchange 
that took place in this match, and it was hideous. Absolutely hideous. I mean, these two women, and I'm going to place the majority of the blame on Marina Shafir because I've been... The, the other the other bits from that I've seen from Sky Blue have been impressive. So right here I'm gonna shift the plane to Shafir. Uh, don't send don't send Roger Strong after me, please. Um, but um, you know, but it, it was it, it's just hideous. Like I don't under, like I don't understand how just Tony Khan can look at this and say that his women's division is in good shape here. Because outside of, um, you know, Thunder Rosa, outside of Britt Baker, outside of, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on her name, uh, the former um, Straight Edge Society chick, Serena Deeb. Yes. Uh, You know, outside of those three, the the women's division just isn't where it needs to be. Um, you know, Chris Satlander needs improvement. We saw. I know. I know. I'm jumping around here, but I'm just as we're talking about different uh, things. You know, um, I, 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 I just looked up dark elevation results. Chris Statlander opened uh, the the this uh, the most recent show. Yeah, but it's just, I know we're jumping around here, but as we're going through these different segments, you know, I'm, I'm drawing upon other things from this week to illustrate my examples. Um, you know, it seems like every time we get a really good women's match, we get, like, two or three that are just terrible. You know, and if it doesn't include one of the three women, I'm, I'll put Ruby Soho in there, too, although this... Um, although um, Rampage was the first time we've seen her since January. Wow. This, hold, um, no, for, hold on, for real? Yeah, I'm Please. not kidding. So, uh, not kidding at all. Three uh, months. Three months. Yeah, you know, it, it's just... AEW did not have a good week here. And um, I really... Now... You know, you know, I'm not an AEW hater. I like a lot of what AEW brings to the table. I think their pay-per-views have been awesome, and I've I've given a lot of credit where credit's due to Tony Khan and AEW. However, because of the fact that we are not a you know a bend over kiss your ass kind of podcast, um, I'm gonna tell you a, a little shred of truth here. Tony Khan, I wish to God, would shut the fuck up on social media. Oh, no. Did he say something stupid I, again? I don't I don't know how familiar you are with Tony Khan on social media, Elio, because you're not on Twitter, and I don't see you on no. Facebook too much. Uh, well, yeah, I, I kind of stay away from Facebook. I just don't like Facebook at all anymore, uh, but... No, like, I, I do know, because I do know from the other podcast, uh, when uh, they find stuff on Tony Khan, about Tony Khan that he might have posted. Yeah, well, um, if, you'll give, if you'll give me a second, okay. um, I'd like to, perhaps you can play the Jeopardy theme, but I'd like to, I'd like to read you a tweet from um, Tony Khan. Oh, do, you, do you have it up, or do you need uh, time? 
I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting it up right now. Okay, well then, uh, while you're doing that, uh, let me just go back to MGF because I have to ask you, did you catch uh, what he said this week? Uh, which part? In the interview on Dynamite in the backstage? No. He called himself the Phenom. <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that went, that might not work out too well. <laughs> Oh, wow. I, like, I, when I catch stuff like that, I have to go back and uh, listen to it twice. Uh, like, because I'm like, did I just hear that? Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, um, so, I'm, I'm still scrolling. Let me, and, uh, let me find it. Uh, right, he fans, tweets too much. Seriously. Fans, we will be back shortly. Alright, Ben, you found the tweet. What do we have? Yes, I yes I did. It took me a minute because Tony Khan tweets more than Donald Trump, it seems. Jesus. Um, but on on April eighth, and some some of you might a lot of you might have heard about this, but I want to get Elio's take since he's not on social media to the degree that I am. So on April eighth, Tony Khan tweeted the following. And I quote, An independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts plus an army of bots. You know what? I, I saw this one. I saw this one. Because uh, I might not be on social media, but I told, like I've told you before, I'm on TikTok, so I see I follow a lot of wrestling content, and I saw this one on TikTok. Like, when when he says shit like that, it's just, like, he I'm makes sorry, himself I'm like sorry, I, I, cut, I cut you off. Read it again. So, it, it, it's, I gotta scroll back down. Hold on. Um, yeah, so it says, An independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts plus an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely, these aren't real people. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? Now, I have to counter that. What is going on? I, I, because, because that was so stupid. Okay? And, and, and he has a, he has an entire, um, an entire thread of, of people going like, what the fuck? Okay. But, <laughs> I saw this three go on. Um, but I, I, I would like to counter that tweet with what we saw on this past episode of Dynamite. This gigantic motherfucking great collie wannabe. Oh. He, now, in the, pa- in the past, when Tony Khan has, has cut, cut the lights on an episode of Dynamite or Rampage, that means a big fucking deal debuts about to happen. You know, vis-a-vis... Uh, Alistair Black, or um, Samoa Joe, yep. or you know Buddy Murphy, uh-huh. somebody important, somebody that we would know, and somebody that's going to change, you know, what's going on with it with AEW, right? So, <clears throat> hold on. So, um, so he does that on on. Uh, Dynamite after um, teasing that there's going to be an overrun on um, 
on on TV that night now, on well, the well, show. Well, well, was there? I'm gonna tell because I'm gonna tell you. I did not watch Dynamite. I watched it on Thursday. Right. So I, I'm I'm gonna say that there that there was definitely an overrun. It went past ten o'clock, and I know from having worked in TV in the past that you have to pay a pretty penny if you're going to go over your time slot. I'd, now, I'm not saying I know how much you pay because I'm not, I don't know that. I'm not in Tony Khan's, you know, pocketbook. I don't give a shit. You know, um, but I'm just saying I know for a fact that you have to pay a pretty penny if you're going to go over your allotted time on national TV. So, you mean to tell me that you are going to debut this guy who nobody knows, and no disrespect to, 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 the, to the individual. Look, I don't, I don't come on the air to be an asshole. I don't know, the, I don't know this guy. I don't, uh, you know, from anywhere, anytime. Apparently, he's a basketball player. He was the first... Um, Indian um, person drafted into the NBA. I have, I, I, I have information on him here. Okay, but let me, let me, let me just finish so, this. Yeah, go on. And I'm this tidbit. Yeah, go on. Right. So, um, but, but having said that, we have no idea who this guy is. No. And you're, and you're debuting him alongside of Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, as if those oh, two individuals need any backup whatsoever. Right. Have you I, ever, I, I told you off air, I'm so confused on Sanjay Dutt. I, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle are us both stupid, but I conferred, <laughs> I conferred with Elio off the air. And, and we both were under the impression that Sanjay Dutt was still under WWE contract as a backstage producer. You know, and, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna get off of this topic because if I rant too much more, this podcast is gonna go two hours, and neither one of us wants that. Um, but but this was this was a rare swing and a miss for Tony Khan, um, on the on the debut front. Sorry, I haven't finished on Sanjay Dutt. Oh oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So on January twenty third. 2019, Dutt signed with WWE as a producer. Right. On June 29, 2021, it was reported that Dutt had departed from WWE. Okay. So he didn't last long. Neither neither did Pat Buck. Pat Buck just left. Um. So a lot of a lot of changes going on under uh, Nick Conman's. Uh, Rain as a as a WWE executive, but nonetheless, um, I'm sure him, Bruce, and Vince are just having the time of their life. Um, <clears throat> oh God, why is he, why why the fuck is you know, Shirai tr- trending on Twitter? Oh Christ! Oh, so, oh, 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 I'm sorry. It's because it's because. 
It's because fanboys are drooling over Io Shirai and Hooters gear. Shut the fuck oh up. Oh my god. <laughs> See, this is why I've... <laughs> you wrestling fans today. You fans just fucking annoy me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you on that front. I mean, I mean you'll, you'll go crazy over this and have something like that trending, get you bitching and complaining every week about the product and mm-hmm. just wrestling in general. And it's just ridiculous. I, my heart almost stopped. I thought maybe she got released. I was going to throw a temper tantrum live and then live in color on the PNC Progression Wrestling now, Podcast. But I, we don't have to do that. No, I have information on that. <laughs> I'm this uh, basketball player here. Right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got distracted. So, apparently, um, he was a 2015 round 2, 52nd overall draft pick, selected by the Dallas Mavericks. His playing career went from 2015 to 2019. Okay, so he didn't last long. <laughs> I don't know how long he last in AEW. Well, you know, and, and, and no disrespect, I never, I never cheer for anybody to no. to lose their jobs. However, um, this was this was the general consensus, and and far be it for me to agree with Cretans on Twitter, um, but um, I happen to agree with them here that that this one was a swing and a miss, and two, this guy will not last long because. You know, what can he do? No, like, if you're not good, you're not good. It's not your fault. You're, you're just not good. Exactly. You're, you're, you're better in something else than you are at wrestling. Right. So, you know, but unfortunately for AEW, you know, they they just had a really bad week this week. Which, which really sucks, especially on AEW's front, because... You know, I, I hate to echo the same thing we've heard all week, but it it, it's a, it bears repeating. But it really is a shame that this is what people remember from from Dynamite because Dynamite was a fucking awesome show prior to um, the women's match and this big guy getting on the air for the first time. You know, so it, like I said, it was a rare misfire for Tony Khan. I'm perfectly willing to um, to afford him another chance, um, you know. But the but the other thing that I found interesting, and this just came, this just popped into my head, um, and uh, once again I have to apologize because I'm kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth everywhere when we're supposed to be reviewing different things. It's just different ideas popping into my head this week, um, so. On tonight's Battle of the Belts, which we which we will review in its entirety in in just, in just a few minutes, um, we had we had three titles on the line. One of which was an ROH title, which happened to be the World Heavyweight Title. It was um, it was um, Jonathan Gresham versus Dalton Castle and his boys, um, but. Um, but it's like, I I understand that um, Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, and so from that perspective, 
it makes sense for ROH to get TV time on AEW. But are they gonna? Does this mean that they're gonna merge AEW and ROH into one company? And where does well, that leave? Where does that leave Impact Wrestling? Because they have ROH guys there, and they have that uh, stable called Honor No More. Yeah. So so this this entire scenario is very very interesting because that means that um. That means that Tony Khan has stake in two companies for sure, um, in AEW and ROH, but to Elio's point, possibly in Ring of Honor as well. And is you mean Impact Wrestling? Or, or um, yes, Impact. I thought that's what I said, but yes, Impact Wrestling. Um, so so is it is it interesting? Um, do I like the fact that Ring of Honor was resuscitated by Tony Khan? Yes, of course I do. Yep. Um, because I I never want a, a business to go out of out and people lose their jobs. And you know, as I've said on the podcast before, you know, Ring of Honor is kind of like my hometown promotion because prior to being purchased by Tony Khan, it was based in my backyard. Um, so I have a fondness for ROH. I'm just not sure how this is going to be executed because, you know, it, it, are AEW and ROH going to be the same thing or are they going to be separate entities? Now, granted, granted um, Super Card of Honor just took place and that was a separate show. That wasn't AEW. Um but it's just—it's going to be interesting to see how often it merges into AEW and how often they have their own uh, individually brand, branded shows. Yep. Um, so a lot of interesting things going on on the AEW front right now. But I—I just—I wonder if it's a little too much because if, if it's confusing for the fans, I can only imagine how much time it takes up in. Uh, <laughs> in Tony Khan's head. So, we'll see how it unfolds, but I think, um, I think it, I, I think it could go very, very well based on Tony Khan, uh, history, and I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt based on his history, but I can also, I can also see this going downhill if it's not handled properly. So. Alright, so, go on. We'll finally move on to the next segment of the show. Elio? Oh, um, okay. Actually, uh, just uh, one more little point I wanted to add was Chuckle Appreciation Society. I, I don't get this whole, this whole stable. Like, I, like, I, I, like I, really I like Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, but I don't like the Chuckle Appreciation Society. No, I don't either. So that's basically the only other one I have. And uh, the Keith Lee Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks Powerhouse Hobbs is my final one. And uh, now we're going to move on. Is that a low point or a high yeah, point? Yeah, low point. Oh, okay. And uh, now we're going to move on to SmackDown. 
Okay, for high points, I gave it to the Arcade Bro Uso segment, even though we already saw it on Raw, and uh, I gave another one to Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn, and Riddle and Jimmy Uso. I'm, I'm going to agree with you, minus the Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. Um, no, we're going to see it again next week. But why are they doing this? Why are they Why are they putting both of these men in this position? That's what I don't understand. Oh, I have no idea. Because Sami Zayn has not been presented as a top guy, and if you put him in the ring with Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre by default seems like he's going down to the mid card. And my low point now, Ben. Mm-hmm. First of all, okay, Rhea Ripley and Naomi is a uh, low point because I'm just, I'm done with this feud. Mad Cat Moss and Humberto is another one, but remember, I've always, I've been asking this several times where Drew Gulak is, and now he's a backstage interviewer. <laughs> what? I'm ver- I was very uh, confused by that. And then this segment that he had with Charlotte, this was bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Another, another, okay, I have a side note. This is one of my side notes. This was so bad. They, um, whatever her name is, was it Sarah Schreiber or was it someone else? And it was interviewing Seamus, Rich Holland, and Pete Dunne. And now, they, speaking, remember when they were showing what happened last week where he lost, and then he took it out on Seamus and Rich Holland. Yeah. Did you, did you catch what Pat McAfee called uh, Butch? Yeah, he called him Pete. No. Oh, oh he called. I know he called him Pete at least once. No, what no, but they, he called. What him, else did he say? He called him the Rabid Wolverine. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I did not catch that. That's gonna be very bad. I had to go back and listen to it because I, 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 I said to myself, "Did I, did I hear that right?" So I rewound it and I had to hear it again. Yeah, I'm sure he got to talking to backstage oh, about that. Geez. So, um, what do you, what do you have for SmackDown? So, um. I had a lot of the same ones, so I'm not going to uh, waste too much time here because you okay. pretty much uh, oh, nailed, n- nailed them all, quite frankly. Um, poor Drew Gulak. I just, I don't understand. Um, Mad Cat Moss and Heavy Corbin, you know, that could be a, that's a very good thing that, that, that is no more. Mm-hmm. I would call that a high point. Um, but what are they going to do with Mad Cat Moss now? Can we pl- can we please get the regular Moss back and drop the Mad Cat? Yep. This is the the gimmick doesn't work. Um, you know, it's just. This whole thing with Sami Zayn and uh, Drew McIntyre, I'm sorry. I know you called it a high point, but I thought it sucked. I don't know where they're where, where they going with this, uh, because uh, didn't they already uh, have, have a worker program together? Or am I mistaken? Uh, 
I don't remember them working together. I'm not oh, saying okay. they didn't. I'm just All saying right. I don't remember. Um, and then there's two more things that I want to bring up. Um, why, and I ask this with, very emphatically, why is Jinder Mahal getting an Intercontinental title match? That was a, a good question. I was... That, that was kind of weird. That, that came out of nowhere. You, you know, these, these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, this shit legitimately pisses me off. The Intercontinental title deserves so much better than this. You know, and, that, and that backstage segment with Natalia and Shayna Baszler and Raquel. Oh, my God. It's... What was wrong? I, I asked this last week. I, I know I'm repeating myself. I understand. But with WWE, I just have to because it gives me a headache and I just I feel like I'm suffering memory loss as a side effect. What, what's wrong with Raquel Gonzalez? Why, what is with the obsessive name changing and the gimmick changing? And, I, think, yeah, know, that, I, think that, I think that's the same thing we talked about earlier. Because her her real her last name is Gonzalez. Exactly. Um, so, um, and then the other thing that I noticed was Lacey Evans returned. Now there are both positives and negatives in this. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this because. Uh, okay. Um, I didn't. Like it, and I didn't. I didn't hate it. Well, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. But here, but here's my question. Not really a concern. Just I just want to float this out there. So, the part that I liked, obviously, is that they dropped the Southern Belle bullshit because that wasn't working. That, you know, that was a dated gimmick that wasn't working, and the last time we saw it, she was trying to hook up with Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad they got rid of that. Thank okay? God. Make no mistake. Um, and now they're drawing on her real-life military experience, which way back um, in a much earlier episode of this show, two, three years ago, I mentioned that they should bring her military uh, background into the gimmick. So from that perspective, I'm very pleased about that, and I want to see where it goes. Um, I'm hoping they don't go political with it, though, and that's my concern because, you know, if if you're going to have, like, a military gimmick where you mention your, your legit background with it, do I, do I have an issue with it? No, absolutely not. I have the utmost respect for honorably serving military individuals. Um, and um, But I, I, I worry about it turning political because already on Twitter, I saw, um, I saw complaints about her being uh, portrayed as a conservative American. Um, and... Uh, and it's like, you, you know, I, I really don't like politics being bought into professional wrestling of all places. Um, so I'm hoping that this doesn't turn into that. But from what I saw so far, it, this gimmick is a drastic 
step up from the sassy Southern Belle. But uh, I'm, I'm going to blame more wrestling fans because, like I said earlier, they complain about everything. You fans, just sit down and enjoy wrestling. Just stop complaining about everything. Well, I'm going to both agree and disagree with you on that one because we complain about a lot of WWE stuff. Because yeah, but we complain about the stupid stuff. They complain about every little thing. They're not. They're never happy with anything. Yeah, well, is what I'm trying to say. They're never happy with anything. Exactly. And uh, SmackDown certainly didn't give us a lot uh, to. Uh, yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. To go off of here. So, yeah, this is that all you have for SmackDown? Because, uh, yes. again, SmackDown was a miss this week. Oh, yeah, and, and, and this, this, before we move on, um, we're done with actually reviewing the show, but I have a question for you. So, which show do you think is, is worse, Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. I absolutely agree. Right. If it did, if it didn't have Roman Reigns on it right now, I would say cancel it because it's perfect. Well, him and Pat McAfee are awesome, but the rest of it, no, gotta go, bro, gotta go. Nope. I, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't like it. You know, no. All right, and uh, so that's all we have for SmackDown. Now we're going to move on to Rampage. Correct. And we're here. I'll let you take the lead on that. So we got the Blackpool Combat Club with their new addition, Wheeler Yuta, defeating the Gun Club. Yeah, and, and obviously that was going to happen. I mean, it's the gun club, for God's sake. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think about this in Blackpool Combat Club? I like it. So I like I, it. Uh, you know what? I never liked Wheeler Yuta before. Can, but I don't but know. can we acknowledge how, how great he's done these last couple weeks? Well, I was, yeah, I was just about to say, like, I've never liked him before, but, like, he's a good addition to this uh, group. I like him better now. Yeah. Then we had the Butcher defeating Barrett Brown in a squash match 52 seconds. It's hard, Mike. You know, if you're going to do a squash match, okay. Barrett Brown, he's been in the WWE. Um, when? Alright, he had two matches. One on Monday Night Raw where he lost a tag team match to the Authors of Pain. And another one, in, uh, that was in 2018, and he lost another match uh, to, Braun Bra- to Braun Strowman in 2016 under the name Americo. Oh, God. That sounds like a bad gimmick. America. I don't, I don't even want to know. Uh, but I don't remember it, and I don't want to. That, there you go. <laughs> and then we had, okay, Ben, you saw this. You were telling me about this off-air. 
because I mentioned it earlier today. Ruby Soho defeating Robin Renegade. We have AEW's version of the Bella Twins. Why? That's my question. Why? <laughs> they lost. So why are they doing it? I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong. I mean, I knew they were going to lose. Because it's Ruby Soho coming back after three months. And and I... and. I've never heard of the Renegades. Either one of them, I didn't even know there were two of them. No, I, uh, I actually, Robert Renegade's been on Rampage before, but I didn't even I didn't know that there was another one. So we have apparently we have Robin and Charlotte Renegade. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you see, Rampage is already putting my hopes to sleep. <laughs> This had some of my feelings. I got up early today and I'm already tired, and then, you know, this is not helping. You know, I, I, I just looked her up, Robin Renegade. She's I, only been in, on WrestleCade. It's the only other promotion she's worked for. Oh, God. And uh, besides uh, Rampage, she had a handful of matches on Dark and Dark Elevation. But. My question is this, like, uh, obviously, I, I know that they have to have places for talent to get better and stuff like that, but I'm really, I'm really not, like, who watches AEW Dark and Dark Elevation? Like, nobody watches it. Like, why have it? No one watches it. I only, like, I tried, like, watching a couple of episodes like a couple, like a few weeks back, but even I've stopped because I just, I can't keep up every week. Yeah, I mean it's just too much. God, can you imagine if we tried to review like every single show? God, we, <laughs> this would be, be a five-hour podcast right up to uh, Jim Cornette. Oh my! Well, you know, and, and I. I had a sore throat after our WrestleMania show. I mean, then, it, then that was almost four hours. And like, I, man, we're not doing that again. <laughs> no. Not. And of course, we had Texas Deathmatch. Adam Page defeating Adam Cole. Now, I'll confess, I did not see that outside of the one um, part that I was mentioning to you right before we came on the air. Because okay. I saw... I saw um, I saw Adam Adam Page hit Cole in the head with a beer can, but because because I was doing this show, um, I couldn't really watch it in detail. So I'm gonna have to do that after I get get off the air with you guys. Um, but um, but from what I've heard, it, it was a very good match. From from what I read about it. It went uh, 20 minutes and 10 seconds. Okay, well, hopefully, um, I, I don't know what they're going to do here. I'm very, it, it seems like I'm saying I'm very confused a lot when it comes to this podcast and AEW this week. But I don't want to use the word confused. So in, in this situation, I'm going to say intrigued because I I don't know where they go with Adam Page right now because there's something missing with him and this um, this title run since he had that those two matches with 
Brian Danielson, um, and maybe this one will count after I um, after I see it, the one with Adam Cole. But outside of that, I don't. Nothing's been memorable, and it really seems like they're building up CM Punk to be the next champion. Um, like it really feels like at the next major pay per view, CM Punk might be the champion. So, um, I don't know what that says about the quality of, of Adam Page's title run, but I don't think that's necessarily his fault because I, I think Adam Page is awesome. So, with the, with the influx of top talent that has come into AEW, it's going to be very interesting to see where Adam Cole lands in the shuffle because two, two years ago, I would have said, you know, Adam Cole would be exactly where he is today, but he, he would have had a much longer uh, title reign than I foresee him having. All right, so, so uh, that's all we have for Red Page. Exactly. And now on to Battle of the Belts, Ben. Oh God! All right, let me um, let me pull it up here. I'm just, oh oh God 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 forbid I'm still on the SmackDown review. All right, let me pull pull up Battle Battle of the Bells here. All right. All right, Ben. Battle of the Bells. What do we got? So um, we had three title matches. Um, no wonder they called this Championship Week. Good Lord, I think that might be a little bit redundant at this point. Between um, between Dynamite, where we saw the um, the tag team titles defended in what I thought was a banger of a match, then we had um, then we had Cole versus Page on Rampage, which I can't wait to watch when I get off the air. Um, and then tonight we had. The TNT Championship match between Sammy Guevara and uh, and Scorpio Sky, and then the ROH World Title match, which I thought it might have been a little bit too early to do that match coming off of uh, coming off of um, Supercard of Honor, just because. I mean, that's just me because, like. After such, so shortly after such a banger of a show like that, like as a fan, I'm pretty damn positive that a world title is not going to be changing hands. I don't know what your feeling is about that, Elio, but that's just me. And then um, I thought I don't know about you guys, but I thought the order of this card was a little weird um, because the main event was um, the women's match between uh, Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. Yeah, that was that was a weird that was not weird. They had everything totally backwards. So it, so just right off the bat, my first comment um, is, you know, the the order was completely out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, I would if if anything, I would have put I, I, know, I know this is AEW and not ROH TV, but since you're putting ROH on your show 
and insinuating that you're going to tie them in with, with all your shows, then I believe a world title needs to be your main event all the time when a world title is on the line. Do you agree, Elio? Yes, sir, and uh, I'm going to tell you uh, how I would have done this. Okay, I I can't wait to hear that, but let me just uh, finish this up. And then, you know, I hate to sound like an asshole. I I feel like I'm an asshole every time Nyla Rose enters the conversation, but I just... But you're not. If she's, she's just not good. I don't care, number one. There's nothing compelling about her. Number two, and really, you accept me to believe that after, after accidentally pushing a cake into the, into, into, uh, I'm sorry, after Thunder Rosa, you know, pied Nyla Rose in the face last week with a cake, and she accidentally hits uh, Vicky Guerrero while aiming for Thunder Rosa, did that warrant a women's championship match? Are you kidding me? Are you shit? Are you shitting me? Okay. Good lord, I I, I would have been I, I was shitting myself more than 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 uh, Nyla Rose trying to digest that cake. Not not to, not to give you graphic imagery, but I just don't understand. <laughs> um. So this was good, um, but. Um, but there were a few things I would have done differently outside of just the order. Uh, number, so the second point that I'll bring up um, is I was very surprised and disappointed that um, Scorpio Sky did not retain. Um, so that means Sammy Guevara is now a three-time TNT champion. Well, I I believe this was, hey, you know what? Actually, there was a question on uh, TikTok earlier today that I saw that was interesting. What was that? Who do you think will have the better title run, Ricochet or Scorpio Sky? I guess we got our answer here because Ricochet is still our champion. Well, yeah, and I, I did not expect um, Ricochet to still be a champion, to tell you the truth. I'm just be not because I I don't love Ricochet because I do, but just because of the way he's been presented. Yep. Um, and um, so uh, you know, but since and I, I I once again I saw this point again tonight on social media, and I I happen to agree with it. I think I do think that the TNT title has lost a lot of its value since one. Uh, Brody Lee's death and two um, Cody Rhodes' departure because correct me if I'm wrong I could could be wrong here Um, but I believe that um, when um, I was was Cody Rhodes' ladder match with Sammy Guerrero was that for the TNT title? Yeah, I believe so. That was uh, was that okay. for the two championships? Yeah, and um, so 
Go, going in, I, I believe um, Sammy was still the champion, so he was retained. But it just seems like my point. My point being, it just seems like, um, by and large, Sammy Guevara has um, had a death grip on that uh, the TNT title prior to running into Scorpio Sky, and now they're just playing hot potato with the goddamn thing. And, and I just, I feel like Sammy Guevara has moved past the TNT title. Especially now that he's turned heel. And speaking of Sammy Guevara turning heel, I agree with that move. I do. But not like this. He turned heel? Well, he's, I, I think he's on the road to doing so. Oh, because, 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 I, because I thought he, tonight, it looked like a, he, was a, he was a face tonight. He was okay. until that grotesque makeout session with Tay Conti. Did you oh. see that shit? <laughs> was that Peach Benson that ran out? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you know, I, I think both women are gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, you know, I I, I expect that kind of makeout session on uh, some sort of private, you know, website. That's <laughs> NXT 2.0 stuff. Yeah, and, and you know we already saw that with with uh, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. I don't need to see it with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, and, and you know, and and two, and I don't know the situation, but maybe this is just me being uh, being a little bit old school. Um, I also think that this thing with Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara kind of is in poor taste, and I know. I know that they are, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend at this point. Do I care? No. I couldn't care less. But I am I am going to bring this up because it was aired on AEW television. Uh, we we saw him propose to, to now his ex fiance and now he is now he's in a storyline where we've seen um, <clears throat> we've seen nude photos or a nude photo of both of them uh, uh, with just the TNT title covering their private parts in a hotel room and now we're seeing grotesque makeout sessions that are giving me flashbacks to Dexter Lewis and you know Indy Hartwell you know what time it is it's almost time for me to go to sleep. You're gonna leave me with these images. <laughs> well, that's that's your that's your revenge for uh, make, for making me deal with that uh, fleshless face before we came on the air <laughs> to do the show. And number and, and number two, if you if you want to take the conversation even further, um. You kind of left me in limbo as to whether or not we were going to do this show. So I was nice enough to come on uh, and do it. Well, I thought we were going to... Oh, no, I said stand by because I wasn't sure what was going on with the other one. Oh, well, well, still, I was in limbo. I didn't know for sure. See how that worked? God. <laughs> Stay with me, Elio. Stay All with right. Me. But, um... This is, uh, see, I'd rather banter with my co-host than think about 
you know, Sammy Guevara and, and Tay Conti making out like that. But, but, oh, so hold on. Speaking of, now, did you catch it? I saw a video clip. Did you catch a video clip of uh, the, v, the latest vlog or, vlog or whatever? No. Was it bad? <laughs> Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti were reenacting the Will Smith slap. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, who gives a flying fuck? Okay, okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let let me just let me just say this. Okay, I hate popular culture nowadays. I hate the concept of celebrities. Uh, you know, I I I, I sound like Walter Matthau and Dennis the Menace because I'm so crotchety. I hate this. I hate that. Leave me alone and leave me to my plants. Oh, I love that movie. No, I love that movie, too. It's one of my favorites. Um, and if you haven't seen Dennis the Menace from 1993, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And let me tell really you another don't. movie you need to watch. You, Ben, here's another one you need to watch. The Taking of Pelham 123. I've seen that. But, the, oh, okay, cool. The, the original, right? No, I saw the one with John Travolta. Oh, and, no, uh, the, I saw the original from 1974, Walter Matthau. Oh, okay, okay, I understand now. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I'll check it out. Did, did he play the? Did he play the conduct like the conductor? Yeah, Not he, the conductor, but you know the. No, he was the yeah he was uh, the, the one that was, uh, that was that was uh, yeah leading everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but see, this is what happens because. We would rather talk movies on the show than talk about this shit. Uh, <clears throat> but um, you know, it was a, it was a good show. Was it worthy of being considered a special? No, I don't. It was better than the first one. The first one had that FTW championship match. Well, and, and so and so every time you mention the FTW title, I have to obligatorily, if that's a word. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm it is now. I'm going to say I'm obligated to ask this question. Why do they do they have the FCW title being defended if it's not a recognized championship? Because it's Taz's ego. It's just, okay. Well, you know, perhaps, perhaps I'm starting to understand Tony's point from uh, when I did the guest spot with him. Uh, back in February, but I just, and, and and don't even think about wearing the color orange. Well, I am an O's fan, but outside of that, I don't really wear the color orange. Well, no, because if you do, you're going to be on Tez's bad side, because he because no one's allowed to wear the color orange. Well, I think I think I think that might be a little man complex. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's not gimmick infringement. It's a color, <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> shush, Taz. Yeah, shush, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, All right, so are we done with the battle of the belts? Yes. Alright, we're gonna move on to time warp. Ben, um, originally I told you we had two, but after looking back at them, uh, we already covered them last week, so I do have one here in front of me. Okay. 
This one is from May 20th, 1983, Mid-South Wrestling at the San Houston Coliseum in Houston, Texas. Cool. And here we go with our first match on the card. We have Grand Marcus defeating Johnny Rich. And then we had Butch Reed defeating Ron Reed. Butch Reed, but not Robbie. Jim Duggan defeated Black Ninja. In the tag team match, we had the Masked Superstar and the Super Destroyer defeating Neil Mascaras and Tito Santana. Junkyard Dog and Mr. Wrestling 2 defeated the Rat Pack made up of Mr. Olympia and King Kong Bundy by disqualification. The WWF Heavyweight Championship was defended on this card. Bob, heavyweight Champion Bob Backlund defeated Alpha of the Wild Samoans. Oh, that's surprising. And in the main event, the AWA World Heavyweight Championship, Nick Bockwinkle defeats Dusty Rhodes to hold on to the AWA title. No, I, I'm not too familiar with Nick Bockwinkle. I, I know the name, don't get me wrong, but I just, I'm not too familiar but with him. Neither am I. I only ever heard the name, and I didn't really get to see him until he made his appearance in WCW in 93. I don't remember, because I was still too young to know like what the he, fuck I, I, He was like one of the backstage producers... Right. So that is all we have. Uh, however, next week, I did record earlier this week. I did record the September eighteenth, nineteen eighty two episode of Mid South Wrestling, and I just have put the pins in place, and that will, and we will be taking a look at that one next week with complete with audio clips. Okay. And now sounds good, man. And now uh, our AEW uh, Best Teams Tournament, Ben. Absolutely. The right brackets are done. Let me get you the. Let me get the results, fans. We will be back shortly. All right, Ben. So the right bracket matches are done, and here are the results: CM Punk versus the Acclaimed. Ninety percent voted for CM Punk, while ten percent went with the Acclaimed. And I would, I will vote for CM Punk as well. <clears throat> Absolutely. Then we had Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. Seventy-four percent went with Ruby Soho. Wow. I agree. Twenty-six went with Chris Statlander. Then we had Malachi Black versus Jungle Boy. Oh, please tell me Malachi Black. So Malachi Black uh, got 66%, while Jungle Boy got 34%. Alright, well that's exactly what I expected. Very good. Then we had Nyla Rose versus Jamie Hayter. Can Jamie Hayter win by default, please? 36% went with Nyla Rose, while 64% took Jamie Hayter. I hope the recording can hear my clapping in the background. Should I turn my volume up just in case? Hold on. Then we had... <laughs> then we had FTR versus Jade Cardgill. Oh, please. FTR. 
FTR got 64%, while Jane Cargo got 36% of the votes. You're damn right. And then we had Thunder Rosa versus Orange Cassidy. Thunder Rosa got 42, while Orange Cassidy got 58% of the votes. Oh, boo! Yeah. Are you freaking serious? Oh, you know what? After I redo these results, I'm going to play the themes, and then you can tell me your thoughts. That, oh, that is freshly squeezed bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> then we had Sean Moxley versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Uh, 51% went with John Moxley, while 49 went with Chris Jericho. Well, that, that's still a tight, you know, thing, so, yeah. And the final match in the brackets, MJF versus Adam Page. MJF. MJF took 52%, while Adam Page got 48 That was closer than I would have anticipated. Yeah. So, so now... Here, here's what the brackets look like now. Oh. For the for the second round, let me pull up the tournaments. So in the second round, we have Adam Cole versus the Young Bucks, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, Serena Deep versus Ty Conti, and Andrade El Idolo versus Britt Baker. What is and in the right brackets, we have CM Punk versus Ruby Soho, Malachi Black versus Jamie Hayter, FTR versus Orange Cassidy, and Chris Jericho versus MJF. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna be a very interesting bracket. All right, so that is the AEW Best Teams Tournament. Then our final segment. Um, you know what? Yeah, I want I want to try this. Uh, no, wait, we did best teams. We did guess a team last week. We're going to do wrestling roulette this week. Okay. So uh, we will be back as I pull up the playlist. All right, Ben, wrestling roulette. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Your first track. From AEW, maybe I don't. I don't know. That is Ty Dillinger. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. Is somebody constipated? <laughs> um. <laughs> I know, I know this isn't the, this isn't that game, but can I still pass? Uh, that is that is Tori Wilson. Oh, I'm sorry, Tori. All right, here we go. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, one and two. You go to track four. I'm not sure. That is Cameron. 
Oh, God. Okay, I'm, I'm almost proud of myself that I got that wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I think if I played two more seconds, you would have gotten it because listen to this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. God, please help me. <laughs> the, the, the track is actually called Hashtag Girl Bye. Next track, let's move it on. supposed to get anything out of that uh i'm not sure that is king barrett oh please <laughs> fuck right off will you baron corbin baron corbin now, hold on. Is that the same one that he had with, uh, that he was using him, uh, before he had this ridiculous new Happy Corbin theme? No, that was, this was, I think this was his first theme song. No, I know. Oh, okay. So they're not the same one. The, the, no. so, uh, Bring the Darkness. Okay. All right. Two and four. So track number seven. Mm-hmm. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. All right. Sounds familiar. I'm going to go with, um, oh, God. I'm going to go with, uh, Stacey Keebler. No, that is Ashley. Oh, God. Poor Ashley. (laughs) All right, so... Uh, three and five, so here we go, track number nine. God, are we, are, are we sure Death Rebel didn't write that? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. That is Fabian Eichner. I would never have gotten that. Three and six. Uh, here we go. Track uh, ten. It's all about me. I can never get this one. You always play this one, and I don't know the answer. Hey, um, I wish I had a better memory. Why am I? What the hell? 
Why am I seeing it? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm distracted. I just saw a Girls Gone Wild commercial for the first time in five years. Like, ten years. What the hell? PNC <laughs> exclusive. Oh, okay, they're, they're, doing, they're doing a, yeah. They're doing a Girls Gone Wild exclusive special. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Zooming back in. Can you play that again? Because I got it completely. Alright, here we go. It's all about me. I have no idea. That is Emma. Oh dear. Okay, I'm not uh, doing too well here. Three and seven. Three and seven. Here we go. Track eleven now. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to make a serious comeback here because I have no idea. That is Aria Aria Davari. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's three and eight. I never watched 205 Live. I don't know, Elio. I don't know. That's jazz. What? Is that jazz? No. Who was it? That is Rocky Maivia. Oh, shit. That's his very first one. I'm sorry. I'm Rock. Please, I'm sorry. Don't crush me with any of your boulder-sized arms. Three and nine. Here we go. is going to be an all-time worst showing on this shit. I'm embarrassed. I don't know. That is Drew Gulak. Oh, the new backstage interviewer for SmackDown. <laughs> no wonder I haven't heard his fucking music. 3 and 11. Check 15. Are you ready? Yeah. The fuck? I don't. <laughs> what is this? That is Diana Parazzo. 
I don't watch Impact. Why the fuck would I watch Impact? It's on Impact to NXT theme. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, 3 and 12. Here we go. Are you ready? This is terrible. I suppose. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Four and... <laughs> yes! I four, right. four and twelve. Yes. Sixteen. Okay, here we go. Do you have a crush on Emma or something? Alright, uh, you're up to five. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. That is blue pants. Oh, okay. Five and fifteen. All right, oh, last, yeah. last track, Ben. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Stand back. There's a hurricane <laughs> coming through. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so glad this is the video podcast. I can't dance for fuck. Um, the, the hurricane. All right, six and 15. Uh, Alright. <laughs> Next week we're gonna do the guest theme because I wanna really test that list out. You can say it. That was bad. Uh, that, that was that was bad. I, I but, but but to be fair, there's a lot it was on two or five themes that I would have never got. I don't even get those on the other podcast. Uh, whenever Tony would play We'd play, like, one of the 205 themes. I would never get them. Yeah, because I don't watch. I have to be selective on what I watch. Yeah. All right, really... well, well, I'm sorry, Elio, but according... Now, I know I'm not accounting for editing or anything, but what's the, what's the time here? All right, up here I have 209. Oh, Jesus. But again... That's Zoom. When I when I the, the actual uh, recording itself will be lost. Okay. So um, that brings way to close the show for the week. Absolutely, and um, we hope everyone has a very happy Easter, and we will be back on Saturday. Exactly. So. Um, Oh, oh, and then, but I know that this has been a light month for us coming off of um, all the WrestleMania festivities, but um, in May we will have WrestleMania Backlash. I hate that name. Just call it fucking Backlash. All right. Not, not, not everything is WrestleMania. And then in addition, we also have AEW Double or Nothing. So um, we will be back full force in May. But uh, until then, we will be back next Saturday with your latest edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Until then, 
I'm Ben. He's Elio. And we'll see you next week.